0: Even the point. They're so far from you, God, they'll never repent.
1: Just do it, Jonah!
0: This is so pointless. They're not even gonna talk to me.
1: Hey, I'm in Nineveh and I hate God.
0: Wait, I'm gonna die tomorrow? I love God! People of Nineveh, repent your sins! Or don't. But if you don't, you will die in 40 days. All of y'all, dead, forever.
1: (laughs) We're gonna die in 40 days? I love God!
0: What? What? Uh, Guys, you need to repent or else you'll die in 40 days, so...
1: What? We're gonna die in 40 days? We love God! I repent! Huh.
0: Amen.
1: So words and actions, right? This is what we're gonna talk about today. Words and actions. Very small. Little actions, very small words, can make a tremendous impact on someone. Uh, this is the question I want you to ask yourself, somebody appear here on the screen. What's a little thing that made a big impact? And it, maybe it's a big impact on you. Maybe it was something you did that made a big impact on someone else. I remember when I was a kid, and I played soccer, uh, and I played only for a couple of seasons. I was a very, very little kid. And I, re- I remember not being that good. I, overall, I'm not great at sports. Uh, I'm, it's pretty embarrassing. And I, I went out there, and I was trying to score, and it came down to penalty kicks, I remember my coach called me over you know, the way a coach does they come over they kind of you know get down you know on one knee cuz you know you're a kid you're just extremely you know vertically challenged and they, they you know kind of pull you in and they say hey you know you can do it you can do it man very not a lot of words not a whole thing you can do it i believe you can do it go make it happen and I went out there, and I those words just filled me up. And I was like, you know what? I can do it. I felt, like, encouraged. I felt like I could do it. And I went out there. I scored the goal, and we won the game. It was incredible. And I retired a champion at seven-year-old soccer, whatever whatever the thing was. You know, little words make a big impact. I remember when I got engaged, okay, it was a big life change for me, me and Britt, when we got engaged to get married. And I got down on one knee, and I looked at her with these big, you know, you know brown eyes i got just super handsome i know and and i look at her in the face with a ring in my hand and i say will you marry me very not a lot of words very simple words but it was a little thing that made a big impact. I mean, you think about marrying someone. You think of mom and dad and that one day that you know that at some point they got married. And you think about the gesture. It's a little ring. You know, it's just a few words. It's a question. It's a request of, will you marry me? And she said yes. I mean, that little thing, she said, she said less words than I did. She said yes, and that little thing made this huge impact now. Look, we're married. We have two kids now. The whole thing's crazy. You know, it's the same thing at school. Maybe someone walks by you in the hallway and they just give you, maybe it was a tough day, tough morning, and they just look at you and say, hey, Looking good today. And it just like fills you up with a little bit of, you know what? Like the test is going to work out. Things are going to be okay today. Lunch is going to go awesome. Like everything's going to go all right because I got just a few words of encouragement. A little thing can make a big impact. You know, I had a teacher when I was in school. And sometimes when I would get a bad grade, which was often, by the way, she would write a little note. Now, she wouldn't give me a higher grade or extra credit just because she liked me. She would give me the grade I deserved. A 50, you know, out of 100, you know, whatever. Very, very bad grades. 50 out of 100, that's like really bad. And she'd write a little note on there and said, all you need to do is study more. I know you can do it next time. And that, like those little words of encouragement, they're really small things, but it can make a big impact. Here's what I think. I think a lot of times we forget the big impact we can make with our words and actions. We don't think our words and actions can make that big of an impact. Here's what, what the truth is, though. God can take someone's words or actions, even if they're really small, to do something really big. This is what it says in the Bible. So we're talking about words and actions today. We're talking about Jonah, a whale of a tail. You're not going to believe this part of the story. A whale of a tail... Just so you guys know, back in the day, fishermen, this was like the big thing, fishermen and going from city to city, port to port, they were trading goods and they were selling things and buying things and they'd go hunting for whales or they'd go doing fish stuff and they'd always come back. Fishermen would always come back and they would sit in these like lodges, you know, everyone would eat some food or have some drinks and they would all talk and they would all share these big, ridiculous stories. That's a whale of a tale. That's where we got that from. These big, ridiculous stories. Now, you're going to hear The story, and you're going to think that is a big, ridiculous story. That is a whale of a tale. That is—I don't know if I can believe that. I don't know if it's true. Here's the thing: it is true because God's word is true, and God's word, the Bible, the one you guys have either on your phone or in person, is a book that can be trusted. Now, I want you to open it up with me because we're going to take a look at Jonah chapter three. It's on page nine oh three of your red Bibles. This is a perfect note taker's lesson. If you have never taken notes for a lesson, if tonight. Today, this morning, maybe your very first lesson ever taking notes, ever, it would be worth it. So, girls, grab a Bible, grab a pen, grab a notepaper. This is a lesson. Worth taking notes because this stuff, you can put it on your mirror at home. You could look at it later. So make sure everyone gets a Bible. Gets, I'm even going to give you a couple more minutes. Look at all the talking I'm doing to give you all the time you need to get Bibles and pieces of paper and pens. This is what it says. I have my Bible. It's the exact same version, well, verses 1 through 3. This is what it said. This is, a, by the way, this is a waterproof Bible. Okay. I could put this on a table and bottle flip all day and break bottles and get water everywhere. It won't affect these pages. It's waterproof. It's very incredible. Okay? I'll show you later. This is what it says. So have your Bibles open. Look at the Bible. This is good stuff. Then the word of the Lord came to Jonah a second time, saying, Arise, go to Nineveh, that great city, and call out against the message. um, Call out against it the message that I tell you. So Jonah arose and went to Nineveh according to the word of the Lord. Now Nineveh was an exceedingly great city. Three days' journey in breadth. What version is this? This is the ESV. No, it's a totally different version. So don't worry about that. But the point of the, I don't know why I have an ESV. The point of this is, I'll read it again because I want you guys to see what I'm reading. I'm sorry, I picked the wrong version. Then the Lord spoke to Jonah a second time, get up and go to the great city of Nineveh and deliver the message I have given you. This time Jonah obeyed, which is an important word, the Lord's command and went to Nineveh, a city so large it took three days to see it all. Now here's the thing. God, a second time, went to Jonah. Here's what I want you to hear from that. He will, God, will keep coming back to you if it's something you're not listening to. If there's something that God is trying to tell you, students, listen to this. If God is trying to tell you something and you're not listening, God will keep coming back to you. God does not give up on you. You can liken it to a mom or even my wife, okay? My wife, my kid's mom, your mom, they're all the same types of people, okay? They're the people who say, take out the trash. And when you don't take out the trash, they don't forget you haven't taken out the trash, okay? You're not tricking moms. When they say take out the trash or clean your room or do this chore and you don't do it, they're not forgetting you haven't done it. You know that because they're coming back to you five minutes later and saying, hey, have you taken out the trash yet? Why is the trash not out yet? Now you can give an excuse, oh I got caught up praying. I was reading my Bible, which you're not you should never use it as an excuse unless you're really doing that. I was playing video games, I was on my phone, I just forgot. Okay, we'll do it now. And you still don't do it, they're not gonna forget. My wife never forgets when I don't do this stuff. She just keeps coming back to me over and over again. God will keep coming back to you over and over again. If you don't want to listen, that's something different. But God, you can count on God to keep coming back to you because when Jonah finally obeyed and went, it changed stuff. This is what I want you to write down. When it comes to God using you, it just starts with saying yes. It started with Jonah obeying. Jonah was willing to finally say, okay, God, I'll go do it. You know, We think that there's some magical, like, equation to doing these great things. You know, I talked to a student the other day. We do this thing called the Chili Van, and we had to cancel it this month. I was so bummed we had to cancel it. Uh, only one person signed up this month. It was so, so tough. But we haven't really been promoting it that well, so that's on us. I totally blame myself for that. But every month we do this thing called the Chili Van. It's in the calendar. You can sign up. We do it the third Thursday of every single month. We go down to Santa Ana. We take 10 students, hopefully, to Santa Ana, and we serve chili to the homeless and do this whole thing. Well, I was talking to the student about that, and, uh, and it didn't start with talking about the Chili Van. It started talking about them wanting to do something that would you know, make a change in the world. And, you know, I love junior high students because they have these creative, great ideas. So they're like, oh, man, I want to do something that's just going to change the world. Like, what could I do? Okay. Here's the thing about changing the world. Changing the world starts small. It does not start big. Nobody wakes up and decides they're going to change the world. And they, and they just spend their time waiting, looking for the big... Here's the, here, if I woke up and said, man, I really want to be a musician. Now, I don't know anything about music, I've never done musical things, but if I woke up and said, I want to be a musician, and then I just go start trying to like promote big concerts at the Honda Center, no one's going to show up for that, because I don't know any about music, because they don't know who I am, because it makes no sense. It's crazy. But yet, we wake up and say, man, I want to change the world. I want to do something incredible. And we can't find that big, incredible thing we can do. So because we can't find the big, incredible thing we can do, we end up doing nothing, Here's what I think is true. It all starts somewhere. If we can just find that one small thing that we can do, if we can just say yes to something little, you can say yes to the chili van serving chili on an afternoon once a month. If you could say yes to that. If you could say yes to serving the poor and the needy somehow. If you could say yes to something God is calling you to. It may not be the big, huge thing you're thinking about, But you got to say yes and start somewhere because when it comes to God using you, it starts with just saying yes. This is what it says in verse 4. On the day, this was the same day, that Jonah entered the city, he shouted to the crowds, 40 days from now, Nineveh will be destroyed. The people of Nineveh believed God's message and from the greatest to the least, they declared a fast and put on burlap to show their sorrow. So I want to keep this verse up there and take a look at this for a second, okay? Words and actions. That's what we're talking about today. Words and actions. So Jonah goes in, he listens to God, but he doesn't want to be there. He's, he's there kind of begrudgingly. Like he's, he's like the friend that got into the fight and the the principal forces them to shake hands and say, they're going to be friends. Like, that's what he's like. You ever been like in a thing like that where an adult is like, okay, guys, just shake hands, give, give a hug. Just you know, promise you're not going to do it again. And you're like, okay, sure. Sorry, I shouldn't have done that. I won't do it again. And you got the eyebrows down and like the hip out. Do you guys do that? Girls are great at this. And they, you do that thing. And you don't really mean it. And I think anyone that looks at it is like, yeah, that's not genuine. They don't really mean that. Like, they, don't, they don't believe what they're saying. That's Jonah right now. No one, no one could look at that and say, oh, I believe what he's doing here. Because this is all he's saying. There's no, he's not saying anything else. He's walking through this city singing. And you might think to yourself, well, that's ridiculous. How could people believe God's message from just those few words? You know, I've been in a crowded room before when I was a kid and I was lost. Anyone ever been lost before? Yeah, getting lost is the worst, Okay. You know, I was in this big crowded room. I was lost. It was all tall, older people, and I couldn't really find my mom. And everyone was talking. It was very loud. I couldn't see anything. And I'm looking around, looking around, trying to find my mom. I'm getting kind of frantic. Like your heart starts to race a little bit because you're getting nervous. Like, oh, my gosh. Like, And your thoughts are running through your head. What if they leave without me? What if I'm stuck in this crowd forever? What if I never get out? What if I die here? What if I end up going home, I have to go home with someone else and get raised by a whole other family? Are they going to give me, those are the things I think about. I'm crazy. So I'm looking around for my mom, trying to find her. And over the sound of everyone in the room, I hear her voice calling out my name. Now, I don't know why that is. And I think for most of you, it's probably the same way. That you could be in a loud room, but you could pick out like your mom or dad's voice over anyone else. Does anyone agree with that? Like you're Okay, so here's what I believe that's happening here. Jonah might be saying very few words, and the people might be listening, and people, as they are coming and going, are just hearing him yell these few words. But just like you can hear the voice of your parents over a loud, crowded room, people can hear the voice of God over all the noise of life if they're listening. You know, and do you know who's listening the most for hope? Because this is what Jonah's really bringing. Jonah's bringing a message of hope to people do you know who's really listening for a message of hope? Like the people who, as they are going through life, will hear a message of hope beyond all the other noise of all their flaws and their mistakes and things they've done in life and all their letdowns. You know the people who will be able to hear the voice of hope, the sound of hope above everything else? People who have no hope. People who have no hope will be able to hear the sound of a hopeful message above all the other noise. And through Nineveh, where there is no hope, where they're all following different gods, where they're all living for themselves, when the voice of hope and the message of God's hope enters into that city through Jonah, even though he was begrudgingly doing it, it changed that city. This is what it says. I want you to write this down. It's next. Jesus cares when we or others could care less. Jesus cares when we or others could care less. Even when we're begrudgingly doing it, even when we're doing it and we don't want to do it, just like Jonah did not want to go share this message with the people of Nineveh, even when we don't want to, even when we don't care to, even when we think it's a waste of time and energy, how can these few words change anything? It's all about words and actions. That's what we're talking about today. How could these few words change anything? How can the action of going and sharing change anything? You know, how could me talking to my friend, you know, whose locker's next to mine, how could that change anything? How could me inviting someone over to my lunch table, that's such a small thing. How could that small little thing, just an invitation to another lunch table, how could that change anything? You know, I see that kid, he's waiting, you know, he's walking to school by himself. Maybe I could walk with him or her to school. Well, they're not really in my friend group. You know, would that really change anything for anyone if I just decided not to walk with that person? You know, Jesus cares when we or others care less. When we or others are not willing to do these small things, Jesus still cares. He still wants these things to happen. You know, it, when, when things are all falling apart and it's not working out, and we think that it's, there's no point we should just give up, Jesus is the one that says, no, no this is worthwhile. There's a point to this. You know, this is what it says in the next verse. This is so good. And this is really long, so I'm actually going to just kind of summarize it and focus on verse nine. So as the word is spreading what Jonah has said, and as people are you know, confessing their sins and they're, and they're repenting and they're believing in God, and they're saying, "Oh, we got to change our ways. The king is getting involved." And he's doing all this He's doing all this different stuff. And he's saying, oh, even in verse 8, people and animals alike must wear garments of mourning, and everyone must pray earnestly to God. They must turn from their evil ways and stop all their violence. Verse 9, this is so good. Who can tell? Perhaps even yet, God will change his mind and hold back his fierce anger from destroying us. This is what I want you to write down. It's right next up on the, uh, the screen of a jigger here. Here's what it says. My words... Can change blank. Now, uh, this is you talking. This isn't me talking, okay? This is you talking. This isn't me talking. My words can change blank. My words can change anything. My words can change people's mood. My words can change how people value themselves. My words can change how people view me as a friend. My words can change the course of an argument. My words can change how things in my family are done. My words can change how my siblings feel about themselves. My words can change how my friends feel about themselves. My words can change my friends having hope in Jesus or feeling alone. My words can change, and here's the thing. For everybody, you can see like one thing that maybe your words can change. Could your words change the world? Of course it can. Before we get to your words changing the world, before we get to your words changing everything, before we get to your words changing your school or your home, what's the one thing that you can actually wrap your hands around? Like the one practical, actual thing that you could do that your words could change? You know, Everyone has like one step forward. They have one step they could take in their faith. You know, this is what it says in the next verse. As we wrap up, this is what it says. When God saw that he, what he had done or what they had done and how they had put a stop to their evil ways, he changed his mind and did not carry out the destruction he had threatened. Verse 10, this is the very last verse of this and we're gonna go into the next chapter next week. This is what it says. I want you to write this down. It's the, uh, the big, uh, big idea for today. Go ahead, next slide. Jesus uses your few words or actions to cause big change. So if you're taking notes, there's an area for you to write down the big idea and I want you to write this down. But here's what I want you to do. Uh, Leaders have been around the room as I've been talking, handing out a little, like, sticky card, okay? A little name tag. And you see these wood pallet deals here uh, that are, you know, at the entrance or the exit of the room. This is what I want you uh, guys to do for me, okay? Because uh, this is so easy to say. Jesus can use my few words or actions to cause big change. It's so easy to say. And it's so easy to believe. I hope you guys walk out of this room believing that that God can really use those things and it can change things. But here's what I want you to really know that it all starts somewhere. It all starts with you saying, here's the one area that I can focus on. Here's the one thing that I can do. I could do a whole lot, but here's the thing that I can commit to. Here's the thing that I can really try. Here's the one way that I can help you know, make change through some words or actions in my life. It doesn't have to change the world. It just has to be something small. One next step for you. You know, when you think about faith, this is what I think about. I think about myself when I was your age. And I didn't wake up one day and say, oh man, I'm gonna be a pastor at a church and the next day become a pastor at a church. no, no. I woke up one day and said, you know what, I need to learn how to pray more. And so I worked on my prayer life. I woke up one day and said, man, i got to read the Bible more. And I started working on me getting into God's word by myself. I woke up and said, man, I I don't know that many verses. i got to work on learning and memorizing verses and storing them up in my heart, like learning them. And so I worked on that. You know, my faith as an adult happened because when I was your age, I just took one step at a time toward Jesus. One step at a time. Now, here's my question to you. Words and actions. That's what we're talking about today. If your words or actions, your few words or actions could cause big change like it did in Nineveh with Jonah, what would be your few? What would be the one thing you would do? Not the 10 steps forward. What would be the one step forward, the real thing you could do this week? And here's what I'm going to ask you to do. The worship band's going to come back up. They're going to do a last song. You guys don't have to stand for this. You can just sit and enjoy it. And here's what we're going to do. You're going to have the chance to write down your little card as you sit there. And as you leave today, you're going to stick that on one of those pallets as you're leaving the room. They already did it at the 5 o'clock service last night. You guys are going to do it tonight, and then we're going to do more at 11. And then you guys could see them next week. I actually encourage you to look at them and read them. And then here's what we're going to do. As you're leaving, you're going to get a cup. A leader's going to hand you a cup for our belong. And you gotta, you're going to sacrifice a little. You're going to save up some money and raise some money. So the whole thing's going to be great. You're going to put the money in that cup. That's why we gave you the cup. And you're going to bring that cup back with you next week or the week after. And we're going to have extra cups next week. So don't stress about that. But In the cup is going to be a deal for Sugarfest, And it's going to be a deal, a little card in there to help you memorize a verse that I think is really important. Jonah 2.6. So they're going to hand those out to you as you're leaving. So right now... Look at your little piece of paper. Write down what your next step could be. And these guys are going to lead us in a song, maybe half the song or something. I don't know. You guys look at time. Hey, thank you guys so much. Enjoy this song. Write down your cards and then stick them on the wall as you leave. I'll see you guys later. Take it away. Alex, you're the best. Everyone everyone loves this guy, right? This guy is so good. You guys tear it up. Go ahead. Alright guys. As you're leaving today, take your sticky, stick it on one of these as you walk out the door, and they're going to hand you a cup. Sugarfest is coming up. Winter camp sign-up start right after that. You're not going to want to miss it. I'll see you guys later. Enjoy your weekend week of school. Enjoy school. Get good grades this week. Try your hardest. Enjoy yourself. See y'all later. Bye. High fives. High fives high fives, I'll take that, yep, that's good, 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 good job, good job, boom, nailed it, nailed it, hey, get a cup before you leave, here you go, boom, oh, get a cup before you leave, see you guys later, boom, boom.